Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Luis Garcia, and you're listening to La Liga Lowdown. Hi, I'm Pablo Machin. This is La Liga Lowdown. Hi, I'm Carlos Soler. And this is La Liga Lowdown. And I'm David Garrido. Welcome along to our La Liga Lowdown Match Day 7 mini-pod with Redis Sakanov and broadcast on Sirius XMFC 157 on a weekend when none of the top three won, but the chasing pack made up ground. Here is what's coming up inside the next half an hour. The Madrid derby finishes honours even and goalless as the keepers take the credit. And how things have improved for Diego Simeone's side, according to you. As for Atletico they'll be rubbing their hands with glee. They were seven points behind first place on September 15th. Now they're just two behind. It's still a three-team title race. That's why Simeone is a happy man. That's because Barcelona failed to win for a third league match in a row. Roman watched Athletic Club deny Los Cules. Barca right now are a tactical mess. I don't think players are fully aware of where or how they should be playing. And you can see that reflected on the way the team plays. In my opinion, Valverde has to take most of the blame. Sevilla are now third, while Celta spurned the chance to go fourth. Alex saw them in action at Balaidos. Come on, Celta, again? That's the third consecutive draw for Los Celestes, and for his second home match in a row, they've lost the lead. That's four points dropped. And Alaves had been in good form too, but this time they lost at Levante. Here's Paco. Alaves weren't as comfortable as in most of their games this year. Abelardo wasn't pleased after the final whistle. It's their second defeat this season in La Liga. Plus, we've got fan voices represented, and we'll have your three-word verdicts on the weekend's action just gone. That's all on the way. So, the Madrid derby, Real Madrid versus Atletico at the Bernabeu. Bale, Griezmann, Asensio, Costa, Benzema, Saul, so much attacking talent, but it was two other men who stood up and stood out. Lovely ball forward there, and Griezmann is onside here. It's a big, big save by Thibaut Courtois. First big chance of the derby. Fell to Griezmann, but Courtois was there to save Real Madrid. He's gross. Oh, good ball, it's Asensio! It's a good save by Oblak. Came out so quickly to close down the space for Asensio. 
That's the, the marvellous aspect of the goalkeeping here that we've seen on show tonight. Yes, those were the two most memorable saves of a nil-nil draw shown live on 11 Sports in the UK on Saturday night. A game dominated by Atletico in the first half, despite having only 37% possession before the break. And they even had half a penalty shout for handball on Casemiro. But then the home side switched, injured Gareth Bale for Dani Ceballos at the start of the second half, which brought greater vision and control for Madrid. The change to a 4-4-2 helped them win that midfield battle clearly, but Atleti dug in, they retreated to two compact banks of four, they weathered the storm. Jose Maria Jimenez was superb, courageous, and he is developing into a very, very good commanding defender. Don't let this scoreline fool you though, because this wasn't a dull game at all. Plenty of tension, and both coaches went for it towards the end. Diego Simeone brought on Nikola Kalinic, Julian Lopetegui gave Vinicius Jr. his Real Madrid debut. The 18-year-old did admittedly look a little nervous warming up, as you might expect, and he barely had any time to make an impact. Three minutes of normal time, plus three more of added time, but at least Madridistas have now had a glimpse of him in that first team. Vinicius, the first player born in the year 2000 to have ever played for Real Madrid, which is quite frankly frightening. Stats-wise, perhaps the most telling was that this was the first time since September 2011 that Madrid have failed to score in back-to-back La Liga games. Even so, Lopetegui was pleased with the side's attitude, the way they fought back into the game, and he praised Ceballos in particular for giving the team balance and for his personality, his character, his physical and technical ability. That is some praise. Expect him to feature more this season. It could be a pivotal one for the ex-Betis player. Uh, Simeone said that his team could be the best in Atletico's history. Well, they made history by making it six La Liga trips to the Bernabeu without defeat, equaling Valencia's record for the 1940s. However, Diego Costa hasn't now scored in his last 16 La Liga games. Our man in the Spanish capital is Ewan McTier. Uh, Ewan, which of the two coaches do you think will be happier with the point? And how do you assess the direction that these two teams are heading in after seven games of the current La Liga campaign? Okay, David, I'll start by answering your question about which coach will be happier, because that's an easy one. It's Diego Simeone. It's a six-year-in-a-row undefeated at the Bernabeu for him, and I think he accepts that Atletico were holding on by their fingernails towards the end of this derby. In his post-match press conference, he said, given what I saw in the second half, I think a draw might be fair. Compare that analysis to that of Julian Lopetegui, who came out and said, I am not satisfied by the result because Real Madrid always want to win and I believe we deserve to. Upon reflection though, I'm sure Lopetegui will be happy to have gotten Real Madrid's campaign back on track after that horror show in Seville last Wednesday. Another loss would have been unthinkable, but they've been able to stabilise at a time when Barcelona are flailing. As for Atletico, they'll be rubbing their hands with glee. They were seven points behind first place on September 15th. Now they're just two behind. Barcelona and Real Madrid, the joint leaders, have averaged just two points per game so far and that's certainly a rate Atletico can keep pace with. It's still a three-team title race. That's why Simeone is a happy man. Well, friend of the La Liga Lodan mini-pod, Kian Sabani from Managing Madrid, was in town to see this game. Here are his post-match thoughts. Uh, well, it hurts. I mean, we had Sevilla and then Atletico at home, back-to-back. Two games we historically struggle in. We still can't get the hang of it. However, you look at the flip side, Barcelona are dropping points. So it's going to be a tight race. The one consolation I have is that the points that Barcelona are dropping are points that they really should be getting. At least Real Madrid are dropping points away at the Pizjuan, at home against Atleti, away to San Mames, which is a tough, you know, not ideal. Obviously, Lopetegui needs to win as many games as we can, but, you know, all things considered, on level terms with Barca, we have an easier schedule upcoming. Barcelona's schedule is ridiculous, so we have that going for us. Well, this was our chosen match on Partidas or Predictions on our YouTube channel, so go to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown, or quite simply put, La Liga Lowdown 
down into your search engine. Now, I'm not gloating or anything, but I am the only one who said a draw, even though I went 1-1 instead of 0-0. So that is a single point to add to my meagre tally. No one else gets anything. Ha! Here are the overall standings then. Ewan has eight points. Bako has five. Roman has five. Alex, four points. And me, three. As for the table that really matters, the result leaves Atletico on 12 points in La Liga and Madrid on 14 from seven games, which is the same as Barcelona as they were denied victory once again, this time a home by Athletic Club who had lost on their previous 14 visits to the camp now. It was another interesting decision by Ernesto Valverde to leave Lionel Messi on the bench as well as Sergio Busquets and they paid the price as Athletic took the lead before half-time. Oscar de Marcos, of all people, the man on the end of a curling cross from Marquez Sosaeta and as a team, Athletic's insistent pressing made Barcelona wholly uncomfortable on their own turf, especially without their two metronomes, Messi and Bussi. The difference once the Argentine came on was night and day. Then the chances came. Philippe Coutinho hit the bar, Messi himself firing against the post, and the pressure eventually told the little magician providing an assist for Munir's equaliser as he stuck out a foot on 84 minutes. Relief. As always, Messi galvanises Barcelona, but it can't paper over the cracks forever. Gerard Piquet, Ivan Rakitic, Usman Dembele were all below par, Rakitic himself tweeting afterwards, it's time to keep fighting, the results will come. La Liga Lowdown's Roman Derker watched this game and this is his take on why it's suddenly gone a bit sour for Barca. Barca right now are a tactical mess. I don't think players are fully aware of where or how they should be playing and you can see that reflected on the way the team plays. This of course is also the case when Valverde makes changes in his starting eleven. The newcomers or even other players that have been in the squad longer but don't usually start are struggling to shine. And there's no doubt rotations are necessary. At the end of last season, you could tell that players like Messi, Suarez, Rakitic, etc. were very fatigued. So I don't think these changes are the problem. In my opinion, Valverde has to take most of the blame. Also, last season Barca's style of play wasn't too attractive, but it was very effective and they were solid at the back. So an evolution was expected this year, but we're seeing the opposite. Barca are finding it hard to create chances and the defence is worse than ever. Now, it wasn't so long ago that we were wondering what was going on at Sevilla. Just shows how quickly things can change. Ten days, four wins and 17 goals scored later, they seem to have turned the corner in radical fashion under Pablo Machin. A goalless first half away at Eibar, but they scored within 90 seconds of the second 45 getting underway. A lovely give and go between Andre Silva and Jesus Navas. The Portuguese then back healing in past the Eibar keeper, Marco Dimitrovic. The second came from the penalty spot after Cote had been a judge to have handled the ball in the area. Ever Banega made no mistake and he put the seal on the win with an effort from distance just inside the near post, leaving Dimitrovic looted, rooted to his spot. Joan Jordan scored a consolation for Eibar, beating Thomas Vacic at his near post from just outside the box. But there were nine minutes of added time at Ipurua because a barrier between the away support and the pitch had collapsed after the second goal, with 14 people injured, 10 of whom were taken to a local hospital. After the game, Sevilla coach Pablo Machin dedicated the win to those who were injured. It's some turnaround from Sevilla, also because they've had injuries. Machin said they made a titanic effort and that they'll try to limit the fatigue factor, but now they will rack up those air miles as they head to Krasnodar for their second group game in the Europa League. For Eibar, José Luis Mendilibar said that his side have at least improved in their last few games and they did control that first half on Saturday afternoon. 
The other significant result on Saturday was Valencia finally winning in La Liga at the seventh time of asking 1-0 at Real Sociedad. It was a first goal for Kevin Gamero for Los Che. The ball from Jeffrey Kondogbia to Dani Parejo as that axis was revived. The captain out wide to Denis Cheroshev and his centre tapped in by the in-rushing Gamero on 36 minutes. Real Sociedad's best chance of the game came from the penalty spot after Tony Lato had clattered into Ruben Pardo, but William Jose's effort was kept out by fellow Brazilian Neto with his feet as William Jose opted to go down the middle. Neto himself said afterwards it was as if a weight had been lifted off their shoulders, while Valencia's assistant coach Ruben Uria, doing the press duties in the absence of Marcelino, who was serving a touchline ban, said that the victory was deserved. And he also praised Carlos Soler for his performance, saying that he was growing and would become a great player. La Liga Lowdown's lady in the north of Spain is Alex Johnson. Uh, Alex, we know there were selection issues for Asir Garitano before this game. How much did that affect Real Sociedad and how much of a relief was this result for Valencia? So La Real were missing Juanmi and Teo to suspension, Janusai and Llorente to injury, and things did not get better when both Merino and Saldao got injured during the first half. Garitano also did some other changes in his lineup, opting for Moya ahead of Ruli, who had quite a troubling start to the season, so there was not a lot of continuity for Real Sociedad at all, and you could see it. Not really any attackers to support William Jose, and he himself did also miss a penalty. Valencia, they were also missing someone, their coach, Marcelino, who was suspended after the draw against Villarreal. Valencia had, ahead of this match, not yet won a single La Liga match this season. Something that Marcelino commented on, saying, not to worry, we will win very soon. And they did. There was only two shots on goal from Valencia, but Kevin Gamero put one of them in the net, and that's all you need. And it's definitely a huge relief for them. They were close last week against Salta, but now they finally have that win, and I'm sure a lot more will follow. There'll be more from Alex later on in the show. We'll take a break right now, the other side of which we'll discuss the Sunday, Monday and Friday action in La Liga on Match Day 7. See you in a couple of ticks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Welcome back. You're listening to the La Liga Lowdown mini-pod with Radio Sukarnov and broadcasts on Sirius XMFC 157. We're recapping match day seven in La Liga and having talked about Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico, Valencia and Sevilla, let's focus on Real Betis now. They are just two points off the top after a 1-0 victory at home to Leganes. You could barely get two more contrasting styles of play. Betis in a 3-5-2 looking to dominate possession, whereas Leganes came to the Benito Villamarín set out in a 5-4-1, determined to frustrate and defend and then hit on the break. Chances at a premium then until the 89th minute when Loni Giovanni Lo Celso split the Lega defence for Cristian Teo to centre to the substitute Loren Moron a tap-in to snatch all three points. Kike Setien, so wedded to his principles of taking care of the football, said that if plan A doesn't work, plan B is to make plan A work better, particularly against those sides that are tough to break down. For Mauricio Pellegrino, he bemoaned his side's inability to break out and counter-attack. It is a result which keeps Lega bottom of La Liga with four points from seven games. Betis haven't lost since the opening day of the season when they went down 3-0 at home to Levante. Paco Lopez's side had to wait until match day 7 for their second victory of the campaign and they had to fight for it too, coming back from a goal down to defeat Alaves 2-1 at the Estadio Ciudad de Valencia. Alaves have been one of the surprise packages in La Liga this season and with Barcelona and Real Madrid drawing, well their game at Levante represented a winnable opportunity to go level with those two at the top of the table and early on it looked like it might end up that way. Ibai Gomez has been scoring some spectacular goals of late but this time he turned provider a beautiful outside of the right boot cross for Ruben Sobrino to head home their opener after five minutes but Levante were only behind for not even a quarter of an hour another Ruben Rochina flashed in across from the left and Jason connected with a bullet header at the near post nothing that Fernando Pacheco could do about that and before half time Tonio rifled home a left foot shot past Pacheco for 2-1 after good work from Jose Luis Morales uh, Ibai Gomez struck the foot of the post after that but Alaves couldn't find an equaliser and so there are unbeaten run comes to a halt at five games. Paco Bolit is our man in Valencia. So Paco, what exactly were Alaves lacking today and how did Levante manage to turn this game around and win for the first time since the opening day? Alaves weren't as comfortable as in most of their games this year, even though that early Sobrino header allowed them to be in control of the pace of the game. Abelardo wasn't pleased after the final whistle. It's their second defeat this season in La Liga. I guess Levante simply were much, much better than in the last few weeks after their disappointing defeat at Nuevo José Zorrilla, where they saw Valladolid bouncing back from their opening goal. Levante took a page out of Valladolid's playbook and ran more, pressed harder and eagerly sought the win. Paco Lopez took a bold move and played with three at the back and the team seemed to recover its mojo. Persic was great, Campagna was masterful and the seven changes in the lineup sure had a revolutionary effect on the overall attitude of the team. The fans, especially, were very pleased with the outcome, finally enjoying a win at home after four months since the last one. You might remember it, the 5-4 against Barca at last season's match day 37. This is Dean Bourrier, a Levante fan who suffered and ultimately celebrated their much-needed win. So it was a really important win for Levante to break the losing streak and get a win at home against a team that's been in the top five. Um, and La Liga is, is a huge turning point for us. Um, I also felt like the way we were able to add some mobility to our attack. Very excited to see Tonio back in the lineup and ecstatic that he was able to get a goal as well because I think he's someone that has also been able to associate well with our outside mids and forwards and get involved in the attack as was seen 
during the game, several dangerous crosses, and obviously the goal. It's undeniable that we had a lot of chances. What we needed to do was finish off. The tendency was to feel that Levante should have put that away. Definitely happy with the, the result. Well, another team had a chance to get high up the table was Celta de Vigo. A win over Getafe in the Monday night game would have taken them up to fourth, but not to be as they again couldn't hold on to a lead at home. Maxi Gomez scored again at the opener because of a long hopeful ball forward by Hugo Mayo, but David Soria came out to no man's land, didn't connect, and the Uruguayan's backward header was enough to take the lead. But that was cancelled out by Jaime Mata, who is now a La Liga goal scorer, course, scored for fun in Segunda last season. A well-worked move down the left, the ball pulled back for Mata, who spun on a sixpence and fired home. So one won the final score, but in truth, Celta didn't really deserve much more because of their overall play and some of their tactics in this one. And they now have the worst defence in the top half of La Liga. Alex Johnson was at Balaidos and she filed this report after full time. Come on, Celta, again? That's the third consecutive draw for Los Celestes and for his second home match in a row, they've lost the lead. That's four points drop. Antonio Mohamed switched formation from three at the back versus Valencia on Thursday to go back to four. In midfield, Matias Jensen got his first start and yes, it's against Valladolid. Maxi Gomez scored first and that guy is on fire. He has now been directly involved in seven Celta goals this season, scoring four, assisting three. Then Mohamed decided to take off two of his best performing players, Fran Beltran and Matias Jensen. For the day, he threw on a defender, Araujo, trying to defend the lead. We have all heard that story before. Off the bench for Getafe sprinted Jaime Mata to score his first ever La Liga goal. He got 35 in segunda for Valladolid, so expect more to come from him. It's easy to say that this point probably means more to Getafe here, whereas Salta and Mohamed have a few things to think about. We're going to dart back to Friday night now. The match day got off to an exciting start at the Campo de Fútbol de Vallecas as Raya Vallecano drew 2-2 with Espanyol. The opening goal scored by Raúl de Tomás was a fantastic bit of skill. The first touch to control the ball into his path. His second a rasping shot into the bottom left-hand corner past the outstretched hand of Diego López with three blue and white shirts descending upon him. The equaliser came 30 minutes later though from Borja Iglesias. Espanyol beating the offside trap. Mario Hermoso's original shot saved by Alberto García and the man who moved to the Erz stadium from Celta in the summer turned it home and then in first half stoppage time Sergio Garcia's volley ricocheted to Esteban Granero who just guided it home on the half volley but Rayo picked up what could be a vital point after rampaging right back Luis Advincula was brought down on the byline by Dirac and Gael Cucuta emphatically converted the resulting penalty Espanyol could have had a similar incident to win the game when the referee pointed to the spot thinking that substitute Oscar Melendo had been fouled inside the 18 yard area but VAR corrected that call as the challenge had occurred outside the box a free kick instead nothing came of it so 2-2 the final score to another of the promoted teams and to one of the surprise results over the weekend as Real Valladolid went to Villarreal again the home fans at the Estadio La Ceramica will want to forget a 1-0 defeat for them a relatively dull first 45 minutes save for Gerard Moreno striking the post with a left foot volley from close range but then eight minutes into the second half Leo Suarez scored the only goal of the game across only partially cleared by Alvaro Gonzalez and only as far as Suarez who teed the ball up for himself on his chest and volleyed home left foot 
footed. Now, the player is on loan at Valladolid from Villarreal, but without the clausula de miedo or the fear clause, which most clubs implement, preventing that player from featuring against his parent club. Gerard had another opportunity to score after VAR awarded a penalty to the hosts for handball on Kiko Olivas, but John Masip made the save with his legs. Real Valladolid stayed in front. They even had a second goal ruled out for offside before full time. It is seven points out of nine for them, but Javi Calleja's side still haven't won at home this season in five attempts. One draw and three defeats in the league, another draw against Rangers in the Europa League. And don't expect that run to end anytime soon. Their next home game is after the next international break, and it's Atletico who are Villarreal's visitors. Calleja seemed confused. He said that Villarreal had been denied victory, but he couldn't explain how or why. But what he did say was that they couldn't be pessimistic and that the goals would come. And they need to, especially from their forwards. Gerard, Carlos Baca and Carl Tokwekambe have contributed three goals between them. To a battle between this season's newbies and last season's La Liga first-timers as Wesker hosted Girona. And one of the successes of last season for Girona was the former striker Christian Stuani, who scored 21 goals in the league in 2017-18. He's already got almost a third of the way towards that tally with six goals in the first seven games. Now, of course, it helps when you're your team's penalty taker, but he did earn his own opportunity being hauled down by Juan Aguilera. The referee, Cordero Vega, thought that it was outside the area, but it was corrected by Mateo Laos inside the VAR booth and Stuani scored the spot kick on 37 minutes with a low penenka. Still, Wesker's deserved equaliser came on 72 minutes. Similar circumstances really, a cross contested by Moy Gomez and Bernardo Espinosa but the Colombian was penalised for the foul. Again, the ref thought it was outside the box. Again, it was corrected by VAR so penalty given and penalty scored by Gonzalo Melero. 1-1 it finished and Wesker made a bit of history therefore, scoring their first ever home goal in Spain's top division at Estadio El Alcoraz and also their first home point and a bit of relief after four straight defeats conceding 13 goals in the process. But Leo Franco isn't out of the woods just yet. Wesco remain in the bottom three. Let's have a quick look at the table then. It's been 25 years since the leading team had so few points in La Liga after seven matches. That's 14 points. A nice congested look to the table. Barcelona top, Real Madrid joint top, 14 points from seven games. Then you've got Sevilla in third on 13 points from seven games. Then Atletico fourth, Real Betis fifth, both 12 points from seven games. At the bottom, again, it's nice and competitive. Leganes prop up the league, four points from seven games. Huesca, second bottom, five points from seven games. And then come Rayo with five from six. And above those, a trio of teams on seven points, Athletic Club, Levante and Eibar. Time for your three-word verdicts then. From the Madrid derby, Rich Cosmala has gone for Jimenez, different gravy. Yeah, he's such a good young player, this one. Uh, Brian Miller says Sevilla on fire at 17 goals in four games. We suggest you're right on that, Brian. Our own Paco Bolit says, can Calleja survive? Yes, Javi Calleja, the Villarreal coach, is under pressure. Alex has gone for Celta draw again, three in a row, four in total. But actually, the draw specialists in the division have been Valencia with five so far. Now, before we go, don't forget that we've got plenty of places you can catch the rest of our content on other platforms so for example social media our twitter handle is at la liga lowdown so make sure that you come find us follow us and chat to us on twitter get to know us be part of our growing family our feeds being updated all the time with all members of the la liga lowdown squad involved we've got lots of bits and pieces coming your way especially this week because it's the second round of group games in the UEFA champions league and the europa league and don't forget that two la liga teams are in the uk valencia visit manchester united at old trafford and barcelona at wembley stadium 
Stadium to take on Tottenham. And we'll be at both of those games. So plenty of content coming your way. Make sure that you check out our Twitter feed. We'll keep you fully updated. Uh, there's also our YouTube channel. So subscribe to that. Enable those notifications so you don't miss out on any of our great content. YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash La Liga Lowdown or quite simply put La Liga Lowdown into your search engine. And there's our website which houses all of our content in one place. And don't forget, we love having your backing for this podcast as we keep growing and racking up ever more listens. But a five-star rating really helps. So if you're happy to do so, we would be ever so grateful. You will earn it back in spades, we promise. That's your La Liga Lowdown. See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.